The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. It ain't no thing. Postseason baseball is a cinch, say the Kansas City Royals, who are now 7-0 with no words to describe this run. As it's Davo bringing you another edition of Clubhouse Conversation, your dish for ALCS game number three as the Royals win again 2-1. to one. This is more like... The blueprint we saw 89 times during the 2014 regular season. And let's start off with some stats. The two best stats of the night, of the many I have skimmed over over the last hour since this game ended. Now, first of all, there's been 33 best of seven postseason series that a team started off ahead 3 to nothing. 33 times a team has started 3-0 as the Royals have. So they're the 34th now. But of the first 33, 32 have went on to advance and win that fourth game. So the 32 of the 33, the one exception was the 2014 Boston Red Sox, that run you all know about as it came back and shocked the Yankees. But 32 of 33 teams have won, have moved on, and going ahead 3-0. And the Royals in very good shape. be a complete shocker if they didn't finish this off either tomorrow or Thursday. Now, the second thing is the Royals are now 67-4 and four when they're ahead after six innings. 67-4 and four when leading after six innings, which gets you back to the whole, you keep hearing some fans grumbling about, oh, they should trade Davis or Holland or Herrera, sell high and get a bat. And how about we just hold on to them? How about we just keep guys that pitch well and help you win games? Because, I mean, what an advantage to basically play six-inning games the majority of the time assuming your bullpen's not beat up during the regular season. And just tonight, same thing. I mean, great pitching, great defense, a semblance of an offense. The offense was not good tonight at all, but they took advantage of the situations they had and said goodnight with a lead after six. And let's start with Jeremy Guthrie tonight because, what, a full 18 days since he closed out the official regular season postseason clinch on that Friday night in Chicago. It's been 18 days ago since then, and Jay Guts has not pitched in a game. Of course, he was supposed to pitch game four of the ALDS. And then in this one, you know, well, he was also warming up when the Royals came back and won against Oakland. He was going to come in before Salvi got that base hit. So two times in the elimination games where the Royals moved on in the first two series of the postseason, he would have come in, but not till tonight, waited 18 days, and he was good. Five innings for Jeremy Guthrie, allowing just one run on three hits, a couple of back-to-back doubles in the same inning. Struck out two and walked two through 94 pitches. And people always say Jeremy Guthrie's a fly-out pitcher, and of course he is. The stats say that, and your eyes say that, and the facts say that. But tonight, six groundouts to two flyouts. So that was good to see. Six groundouts and two flyouts tonight for Jeremy Guthrie. Kept the ball down, really made his pitches, just looked strong tonight. And give Ned Yost some credit tonight, too. You know, it would have been very easy. And during the regular season, there's no doubt Guthrie would have come out for the sixth, obviously. At just 94 pitches, he's going to throw another inning. But tonight, you know, I, I really thought Ned would, co- would go back out with Jeremy in the sixth. He didn't, and I think that was a good move. Jeremy gave you all you wanted and then some. One run and five innings against a good hitting team like this, a hungry team like this. He goes with the three, four, five hitters coming up. Ned Yost does the right-handed bats. He goes to the right-hander, Jason Frazier. Frazier got the job done. One, two, three. And Calvin Herrera comes in for the seventh. Strikes out two. One, two, three. 
Wade Davis in the eighth, one, two, three with one K, and then Greg Holland. Uh, they obviously came out looking to ambush him, springing at the first pitch of the inning. Adam Jones did, and Nelson Cruz and Steve Pierce. Nobody got to two strikes on Greg Holland in the ninth. It was obvious. Let's avoid the splitter. Let's sit in the fastball. Let's swing. Didn't work. Royals retired the last 16 Orioles they faced tonight all in a row. 16 in a row for the Royals. And Baltimore's last hit was in the <laughs> top of the third inning, a leadoff single which is something I didn't really realize watching the game. They didn't have a single base hit after Nick Markakis leading off the top of the third with the single. It's just unreal. Royals relievers, four hitless innings, no walks, three Ks. Defense, of course, we always have defense at this club. Mike Moustak is making the play of his career in the top of the sixth with the help of the fans over there in the third base dugout suite, robbing Adam Jones in foul territory. And it's it's hard to quantify how big a play like that is because it's leading off an inning, and Adam Jones very well may have been out anyways if that ball just drops foul. But Adam Jones could have easily, with one swing of the bat, hit a home run. Adam Jones could have doubled. I mean, the entire game could have changed on that play by Mike Moustakis. It's one of the variables of baseball. So him making that play in the top of the six cannot be understated. When you've got a, a tough hitter like Adam Jones, you know, a top 10 MVP player in the American League like Adam Jones, possibly top five according to some people, to get him out with Nelson Cruz, Mr. October coming up next, and, and then another play by Moose too. Steve Pierce smoked the ball in the fourth. Leading off that inning, Moose lunges to his left, has, what, three-tenths of a second to react to that ball, snags it. And again, that ball gets through. That's a single, and, and who knows what happens there. Uh, Lorenzo Cain, a couple of nice plays. Nothing spectacular, but a play that an average outfielder struggles to get to or has to look a lot more difficult. Cain makes it look routine with his range. Alex Gordon, a nice play where he kind of buckled at the very end, kind of lost it in the lights. And I mean, the team is just rock solid pitching and defense. There, there's nothing new there. And offensively, not exactly a great night. Not a single extra base hit tonight for the Royals. Not a single extra base hit. And they only drew one walk, which is obviously not optimal at all. But that walk helped lead to the winning run. When you walk, it happens. Bases loaded and gets a guy in. And the Royals, how about this? Seven singles and two RBIs via the productive out today. Like I said, Alex Gordon, and let's talk about his approach. Alex Gordon looks rough in his first at bat did work a deep count against Chen but his second at bat he comes up and first pitch in the fourth grounds out to second deep to the left into the you know towards the what would you call it the three and a half hole Lorenzo Cain's able to score and, and I like the approach by Alex swinging at the first pitch getting your pitch a hittable pitch and just swinging it at it you know after struggling and striking out his first AB against Chen your job there is to get the runner home from third base and Alex did that. First pitch, got something he could handle, get in play, got the job done. It's all that matters. Billy Butler, same thing. Bases loaded, sack fly in the bottom of the sixth to knock in the pinch runner, Gerard Dyson. I mean, to, uh, it, it's called making the most of the least. Yeah, the Royals had seven hits, but Baltimore only had three. But then again, Baltimore walked more, and Baltimore hit more extra base hits. The Royals had two chances to score runs via productive outs, two chances, and they did it, and that's all they had. But that's all it took when you're playing rock-solid defense and your pitching's great. So offensively, not a lot to really talk about with no walks and – or sorry, one walk and no extra base hits. But, I mean, <laughs> this team is just skimming perfection in the postseason. 
yeah, you know, the first game against Oakland wasn't pretty. There was a lot of things that we not to like in that game. But from, say, the eighth inning on in that game, the Royals have been, honest to God, near perfect. I mean, the record's perfect. The pitching has been near perfect, realistically. The defense has been definitely perfect. I mean, you know, a couple small plays could have been made that weren't. There was a double play tonight that could have been turned on a kind of a little throw by Haas. I mean, there's been, a, you know, an error by, what, Infante in one of the games. But you, you know what I'm saying, though. The defense is more than made up for any small miscues they've made in this postseason. Pitching as well. And the offense, the home runs, the Royals still lead in home runs 5-1 to one in this series. No jacks tonight. Who would have thought 1980, 1985, and 2014 would all share something in common, a pennant for the Royals? And, and it, we're not technically there yet, and we shouldn't count our chickens before they hatch because it's still possible Baltimore could rattle off four in a row. You're laughing right now, and you know I'm laughing inside too. But realistically, we still got one to go. Game, the series is not over yet, so let's not call it over yet. But sure, looking like 1980, 1985, and 2014 have something in common. And who could have ever thought that a month ago? Who could have ever thought that in the eighth inning or seventh inning or sixth inning against Oakland in the wild card game? Nobody. Tomorrow, Jason Vargas, Miguel Gonzalez, the righty for Baltimore as the Royals will go for the sweep, get one game closer to postseason history by <laughs> extending that winning streak. And right now, Baltimore, they're that dog in the doghouse on a cold winter night with the wind blowing, and it's at the very back of the doghouse trying to stay warm, and you can hardly hear a whimper anymore. The whimpering is about to go. Baltimore is, you know, it, 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 I, they've rubbed me the wrong way, by the way. One, one last thing here. I get on my soapbox here for a half second. And not, not Showalter. I respect Buck Showalter, and he's been pretty forthcoming and giving the Royals credit and his little humor. But, I mean, I hear Zach Britton after the last game about how the Royals are lucky and, you know, finding holes and blah, 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 blah. The Royals are still 5-1 to one on home runs. They've hit five home runs. You've hit one. The Royals are still making every defensive play. You're not. The Royals have way more reins than you do. The Royals are getting hits. They're, they're making the most of runners in scoring position. They're doing it you know, outside of the bases loaded and nobody out in game one. Outside of that, the Royals have been near perfect with runners in scoring position and with guys at third and one out. Near perfect. We'll see what they can do. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I have no idea. You know, A part of me, a part of me thinks they're just going to sweep, and a part of me thinks that Surely Baltimore gets one, don't they? But, God, it would be nice. We definitely obviously don't want this going back to Baltimore, and we have two chances to get one win. Let's just go ahead and get it done tomorrow. Completely done. Hope you are able to make it out to the K, if not already, or even if you have, hope you can get out there again tomorrow and or Thursday. And, and definitely, if the Royals are lucky enough to advance and make the World Series, you've got to get out there for one game. Put it in the credit card. It's worth it. We've been waiting for this for 29 years, and who knows how long it'll be till the Royals are looking at the World Series again. I mean, the Royals, I, I believe the Royals will make the playoffs two or three times in the next five years. I do believe that. But it still takes a lot of things going perfectly for you to make the World Series. And other teams, you know, you matching up well with them and other teams not getting a little luck and other teams not rising to the occasion. I mean, who would have, you know, this is one of those years where there's not a huge market AL team like New York or Boston. And you know, the Royals already took care of L.A. So, I don't know. My point in all of this is just saying this is a special season. Get out there and enjoy it because to make the playoffs again, we can assume that's going to happen. But to potentially make a World Series again anytime soon, who knows when these moments come back. So, treasure it. Enjoy it. Thanks for listening to Clubhouse Conversation. Keep it here. We'll have some more interviews throughout the week. And, of course, be back with you tomorrow evening to, to break down Game 4 and hopefully a Royal sweep. Have a good night. Go Royals.